Support for One Book, One Northwestern, the podcast, is provided by the Medill School of Journalism, Media, Integrated Marketing Communications, the Weinberg College of Arts and Sciences, and One Book, One Northwestern. Welcome back to One Book, One Northwestern, the podcast. If you've read even the tiniest bit of The Handmaid's Tale, you know that The Handmaids have had their names taken away. In this episode, producers Marissa Martinez, Sarah Hahn, and Lily Katzman start out by exploring how names signify power. Then they move on to talking about power in general. Who has it? How do they get it? And who will admit to having it? Stay with us. Hi, my name is Claire Peterson. Flynn Fritz. Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N. Nicholas. Jesse. Victor Saavedra. Catherine. Patrice. Quinn. My name is Sameh, and it means time in my language, which is Hindi. When my parents moved to America, my dad watched the movie Lion King, and he thought Ryan Kim sounded like the Lion King. In Chinese, um, you would say the last name first, so it would be Feng Yuqing. And basically, Feng means wind. Yu means rain, and then Qing is like clear sky. So like after a rain or a thunderstorm, like there'll be a clear sky eventually coming up. And it means uh, ever-growing or ascending in Sanskrit. When I was born, the Bulls were in the NBA Finals, and my parents named me after Michael Jordan. I was named after my grandfather. My dad actually named it after a Hemingway book called A Farewell to Arms. Oh yeah, so my name actually is Arabic for the Chosen One. So I don't know, it always gave me a little bit of a god complex growing up. So the year that I was born, there was a school shooting, and there was a girl named Kaylee who was hiding in a closet and praying. My dad read that article and named me after her. Welcome to the Power Hour with your hosts, Sarah, Lily, and Marissa. Today we're exploring the idea of power and how we get power from a variety of sources. One of those sources, as you just heard, is our name. Marissa, what does your name mean? Because <laughs> I can't think of mine right now. <laughs> Not my name, but where the power comes from. <laughs> my name means of the sea, I think. It's like Mar. Oh. And then my middle name is Lucero, which means like shining light or whatever. I love that so much. <laughs> that is so great. Um, yeah, so my name is Lily. Uh, my name comes, it's pretty boring, just comes from my grandma Lily. And a lot of my family just, we name our um newborns after um, the non-living, not the living. So so Lily, I know that you went into the specifics of power in certain people. Yeah, it was really cool. I don't know if you all had the opportunity to meet Maya Jane. She's a freshman at Northwestern and in the Handmaid's Tale class, the freshman seminar class. So we had the opportunity to talk to her and fellow classmates kind of about their experiences and what led them to be the person they are. So I asked her just a really simple question, when did you feel powerful? And this is kind of what she explained to me. It's Maya James's world, and we're all just living in it. I have a god complex. I think I'm the shit. But Maya didn't always think that about herself. She was actually a shy little kid, until her dad got her to take up boxing. He even gave her lessons in their garage. That decision changed her life. My dad definitely instilled, you are strong. He has told me I'm the smartest, strongest person that he has ever met. And I, I think he's a very big contributor to that fact. 
Maya's relationship with her dad is very clear-cut. I wouldn't say we're very, like, close emotionally. He's very the type of person to say, like, you have to put your entire heart into it. Because if you do it, like, half-heartedly, like, you might as well not do it. And this extra push was just what then 16-year-old Maya needed for the Chicago Golden Gloves, an amateur boxing tournament. It's, like, really bright because you have these just, like, kind of spotlights on you. You have to breathe and you have to stay focused and you can't get flustered. I was in the blue corner. She was in the red corner. My entire family was at the match. First round, like, you're still, like, nervous and you're a little bit jumpy. You have to read your opponent. And they were like, this 19-year-old, She's she thinks she's all that, but she's not. And I really just wanted to put her in her place. My opponent, she was just throwing crazy. I just couldn't sometimes read what her punches were. And that previous round, I had gotten an eight count. An eight count is when the referee stops the action for a few moments because one of the boxers might be too hurt to continue. If a boxer gets too many eight counts called, she automatically loses. And that kind of shook me because I lost my first match because I had too many eight counts. I think like something had to click with that because I was not going to lose this match. I didn't let that intimidation get to my head. I like recognized that, oh, this is going to be difficult. I might be bloody after this, but that's okay because I'm going to give it my all. But before she could think, the next round was already here. So the second round, I really just wanted to go for it and like try really hard and be aggressive. And at some point during the middle of the round, I was able to just get continuous hits on her and I just kept going. Like I had her on the ropes, like it was great. The ref had to take me off of her. I was super excited. I was able to give her two eight counts, but the second eight count, she got a bloody nose. So they had to stop the match and let me win. In other words, Maya was the champion. And her dad was right there in the stands. Just like this point, he was able to step away from being the trainer and just be like the spectator, which I think was a different role for him. And I think it's definitely one of the more closest I feel like to him. So I don't know if I like really showed like, oh, like I was so happy. On the inside, I was just like, first I kind of wanted to get off the stage. This is, this is too much. When I look over the video, I hear his voice the loudest, just being like, go Maya, like you got this. Maya's dad taught her more than just how to hold your own in a ring. I think it was a big turning point for me emotionally, just like to know that it's okay to not be okay. My dad would be like, okay, you can cry, but you gotta go back in there sooner or later. So figure out what's wrong. If it was not for my dad, I would not be doing boxing. I don't know where or who I'd be if I did not have the confidence that I have. Wow, that was a really interesting piece. I also like derived so much of my power through high school sports because I played varsity basketball for four years. And that was, I think, some of the moments I felt most powerful when you just step out on the court and it's nothing but you and the other opponent. What about you, Lily? I know that you're a student athlete. Well, it's honestly pretty similar to what you were saying with basketball and kind of stepping on the court. I know with my field hockey team at Northwestern, we have this little saying before games and it's front foot. And basically that means that when we step on the field against an opponent in a big game, we're coming out strong, we're coming out powerful. All different angles of the game, we want to be on our front foot quite literally. And I think that's super important because as a team, we can make those personal connections with each other. And it's about bringing it out at the right time, embracing what we have in each individual person. Do you have any similar stories from high school or college? I am not athletic in any sense. But I think that kind of goes to show that like everybody does get power from different things. You know, like you guys have like your sports and like other things. I have no sports. <laughs> 
I love how we can all find power in different ways, whether it's sports or our family, like things that we've talked about before. But I think it is kind of hard to find power. It often feels like we're really oppressed um, for a variety of identities. And that's something that came up in The Handmaid's Tale a lot. Like, obviously, female oppression is a huge theme. And I wanted to find out what some other Northwestern community members thought about the last time they felt powerful. the last time I felt powerful? I don't know. <laughs> um, that's a difficult question. So that's a really good question. I don't know if I've ever felt powerful. Like my husband, I don't think I ever have. 15 minutes ago when I got an email back from an internship coordinator saying he'll get back to me later. Probably on a basketball court. Yesterday. I mean, applying here and getting in and seeing all the work from two years of college to transfer Maybe you feel powerful. Saturday when I ran five miles. Over the weekend on Saturday when I was one of the only female photographers on the football field taking photos at the Michigan State game. I was a leader on a pre-orientation trip catalyst. So usually when you're growing up, you're pretty dependent on your parents. So honestly, it's like when I applied here because originally they didn't want me to go to the Midwest. Walking up that hill. I answered a question in organic chemistry. In a way, I always feel powerful. Wait, the first guy sounded so dumb. Yeah, it was really surprising how many people who I would assume are like societally not oppressed were like, oh yeah, I've never felt powerful, don't know what that is. And I was like, really? Are you sure? Because <laughs> like the entire system of the United States revolves around you, but okay, sure. It's shit like this that makes you like realize how ridiculous people are in this world you know what i mean when you see this kind of stuff like no wonder people make fun of white men all the time <laughs> like i just didn't realize that people were still that oblivious to this day even though there's a bunch of assholes out there who are like oh yeah i've never felt powerful in my life like there's also so many people who just find power in like the little things and that kind of encouraged me just as much as the other people frustrated me the pieces you heard today were produced by Sarah Hahn, Lily Katzman, and Marissa Martinez, with special thanks to Maya James and the Northwestern community. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for more One Book, One Northwestern, the podcast.